0: The injury uh, to Ronnie Mauricio for the Mets is a killer. He tore his uh, ACL, which is a brutal injury. Uh, you know, on the base path, playing in, please, what league was it? Was he in the? Was he playing Dominican? I uh, one of the winter leagues. Yeah, one of the winter leagues. Um, you saw the video the other day. He goes down in a pile. I thought I thought there was a chance it was the ankle, but. I guess they quickly said it was a knee injury, and now it's unfortunately a torn ACL. For someone who is going to compete uh, internally for an infield position, third base is obviously open. Stearns has already talked about looking at internal options for that position. A young switch-hitting kid who was tearing apart the Winter League last year, and really that's where he, for maybe other other than diehard Met fans, that's really where he started to make a name for himself was last year's Winter League where he just tore it apart um played great for them in the minors and then came up and hit the ball as hard as anyone in baseball. So it's it's unfortunate. Uh I I would think it's a year-ending injury and now the question is on uh, for him you assume he'll come back, but now you're looking at next year and then possibly even into, you know, it's it stunts his growth and his ability to come up here with the Mets dramatically for a year, year and a half, maybe even two years. It sucks. Because even when you come back, you gotta play in the minor leagues for a while. If they do go get another option, um or if he struggles in the minor leagues, it could take, you know, it just sets you back. It's unfortunate for him. Uh but what do you do now if you're the Mets and trying to fill out a roster here, trying to get a third baseman? We've been talking about doing it internally. This now hurts one of those candidates. They still have others. There's still Vientos, there's still Beatty, there's still internal options. McNeil could always play third base. There's different options. You'd have to do something else in the outfield then, but there's there's different options, or at second base, or whatever. You'd have to add someone else eventually. But there's, there's different options for the New York Mets um, to go out and attack on the free agent market. Uh, obviously, a reunion with... Um, Uh, reunion with Turner would be preferable. Would be ideal, really. Right-handed bat, DH, played third base occasionally. A leader. He was even a leader with the Red Sox. You don't have to be on a team forever to be a leader. He's a veteran player. He's been with the Dodgers. He's won a World Series. Uh, he's still a. He was an excellent bat for the Red Sox. They t- they openly would talk about how important uh, he's been for them. So if they could bring back Turner, a guy they traded, just as his you know career was turning around that obviously exploded onto the scene with the Dodgers he's someone that would fit this team like a glove uh and you could I, I could see that they've they've really talked about i it sounds like it's Yamamoto is really the only big piece they're looking to acquire here but if if you know now that they've lost Mauricio a legitimate candidate for that job a legitimate candidate to be a part of this team they're going to have to do something and that's not you wouldn't think Turner would be a huge expensive move. I mean these are the kind of moves uh, that make sense. A veteran good right-handed bat fits them perfectly there can play some third base. I don't think you'd want to make him the starting third baseman all year long. you could, but you know kind of a, a uh, you uh, kind of a uh, a role that is both DH and third base fits the Mets pretty well. So I think that's somebody you could look for but you still need another bat, you still need another option in, at third base. So there's still work to be done besides just Yamamoto, but they're all in on Yamamoto. Um and really that market is now the Dodgers have thrown a, a wrinkle into that. It felt like it was just the Yankees and the Mets and now the Dodgers have become a a big time uh player in this. Now that Otani's number has gone down, you'd figured he was going to the Dodgers this whole time. I never really believed the Blue Jays. I was I was actually openly Mocking them on Twitter, calling them the fraud Jays. I hope he goes there. I never, for a second, I did that with the total confidence of knowing there was no way Otani was going to the Blue Jays. I ne- I didn't care what plane was in the air and where it was headed. I-, I never believed that he would go to Toronto. I just couldn't imagine it. But now that the Dodgers are a viable option for him, you know the Yankees and Mets have to, you know, step it up and especially the Yankees, the the Yankees who were going to include Matsui and uh, Tanaka, or at least we thought they were, and in some some way I'm sure they did, whether they were in the meeting or not. Like, they have had a stronghold on that, you know, Japanese market. They've had superstars. If you allow Yamamoto to go to the Dodgers, and now they have – Yamamoto, who's been a uh, Cy Young Award or whatever the award is that's uh, comparable to the American award, right? this is the best player and best pitcher in the Japanese league for the last handful of years. Plus, the most recognizable greatest player to ever live, who's who's who comes from Japan, all on the same team. That's the that's you can no one else matters. So the Yankees have to go do this. Go out there and be the big, bad Yankees. But the Mets, same thing. This has been their target the whole time. I've talked about this. What is Steve Cohen if he loses out on this? What is Steve Cohen if he doesn't even dabble in the Otani sweepstakes and then he loses out to the Dodgers and or Yankees in the Yamamoto sweepstakes when that has been the one free agent they have openly targeted, the one free agent they've been public about, the one free agent he flew to to J- to flew to Japan to meet with? If he gets outbid or loses that free agent and doesn't even go after Otani. Yes, he signed Max Scherzer. Yes, he pivoted to Verlander after DeGrom left. Yes, the first move he made was to trade for Lindor and give him $334 million, but ultimately this would be a dramatic shift of of the fan base's opinion on the owner if he comes up empty on all fronts in this offseason. If he just completely whiffs if he doesn't even dabble in a market that included giving a, a player deferred money to the end of time and then doesn't get the one high price free agent that he was set hard set to get, what does it say about this owner? and what does it say about him moving forward? And what does it say about, oh yeah, he'll get Osa- o- he'll get Soto, he'll buy the Yan- Soto away from the Yankees. Are you sure? Are you sure?